these things, enemy gains on you advantage. But that is not the place that Jesus wants us to be. That Satan will gain on you advantage. That is why it is important that this message reach out to some people like you. So please connect with others. Send them the link. Chase after them. Test them. Send them the message. That please, I want you to be here because the operations of Satan is very vital. If not, we will miss out on a lot of things. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the Bible says there are about uh, 26 different areas of operations that Satan works through. Hallelujah. Amen. There are so many things that Satan does, but there are so, 26 major areas. So today we have part one because we cannot finish this thing. I can't use 30 minutes to finish it. So I want you to realize this, that if you want to really get yourself into the knowledge of the wisdom of God and also to be, to be on your guard, that's what the Bible says. It says that we should be on our guard. We should realize that the enemy does not sleep until he finds somebody to walk, to 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 fall. That is the weapon of the enemy. That is a strategy of the enemy. Anything that he would do, he does not slumber until he finds somebody to fall. So today, I want to encourage you by the grace of God for us to delve into this matter concerning the oppressions of satanic wealth. Oppressions of satanic wealth. It may be more, but there are, this, uh, this uh, biblical backing quotations that I do have that I want to share with you. Some of the testimonies I hear after deliverances uh, 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 with, with men of God, that it, it shocks me that Satan can do all kinds of stuff. I remember one of the places that my spiritual father was dealing with some people in his early years of ministry. One of the major areas that Satan was using was the private parts of people, both men and women. So they use your sight, they use your mouth, they use the women, uh, the, 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 the cleavage, they use uh, their private parts, men, and all that. So if they sleep with a woman, if a man sleeps with a woman who is a possessed of the devil, what he does is that he passes on stuff into the woman. Uh, or their side, they can use their eyes to, to look at situation and change the order, can touch things and change the order. Like they can be, uh, I was in town when my mother-in-law was here and I was looking looking for a hospital, a particular hospital in, in, in Wartamstow. And I, and somebody sent me there and, and, and I was asking people around, the person said, if you go there and you ask anybody at all about a name and the, the place of the listen, they will show you because it's a very popular place. When I got there and I was trying to figure out who do I talk to, and then the, I, I, I had the feeling of speaking to a man. But when I was approaching the man, you know what he was doing? He was standing there speaking. He, he said he was from Zambia. And I thought that he was a Ghanaian. So I went, I went to him and asked him, are you a Ghanaian? He said, no, I'm a Zambian. But I found out that he was doing something bad. Because um, a table that somebody has uh, uh, arranged fruits and vegetables and all that. And he was speaking over the things that were there. And I stood at a distance watching him after he said to me that he was a Zambian. And I was wondering, and he said to me, I don't know anything about this place. And I, I was stood back. So I was standing and praying that Spirit of God show me, direct me to somebody that I can be able to speak to. But all of a sudden, I felt quite 
calm. And I wanted, uh, I wanted to move, but if something felt, uh, I felt in me to stand still a little bit. So I stood at a distance and I was watching the table and I was watching the man who said he was from Zambia. All of a sudden, he started speaking over the things that were there and he started touching them. But the man who was selling them, there were two people, two men uh, uh, selling the things. They, they were not... Uh, they were not observant of what the man was doing. They didn't know two white uh, white people. Uh, and I said, why are these people not aware of what this man is doing? But because they don't know. Hallelujah. They don't know. They don't have a clue about what the enemy wants to do. So uh, I had to go there again to go and, and, and to kind of di disrupt his attention, to destroy what he was doing. So I went in there and said, listen, so if you're not a Zambian, is there any hospital in this place? And he looked at me and turned around, pointed at a, clear, um, a pharmacy. He said, go there. And that was all that he said, go there. And I stood there and I said, have you been there before? And then he said, my brother, my brother, I don't have the time for this. Thing. So I said, it's okay, I'm sorry. And then we, we, we parted ways. It, it gave me a whole lot of things to think about. That this world that we are living in, you don't know the next person standing by you. You don't know what the enemy has used to employ them to do harm to humanity. For all you know, the fruit and vegetables over there, he may be pronouncing words of, of wickedness upon it. And people buying with their hard-earned cash will now create problems in their life. So you have a produce you bought with your hard-earned cash, but now taking it home has become a trouble in your life. People of God, we've got to be spontaneous in prayer. We've got to be very active in prayer. We've got to know the devices of the enemy. You can't be quiet and behave that everything is normal. You can't take things on face value. No, it does not work like that. The enemy knows why he does. So I want to encourage you by the message of God that arise in these occasions, in these times that we are in, please don't be silent. Connect with us in prayer for God will show you the things that the enemy is doing and you can take wisdom out of that and be aware and be observant in Jesus mighty name. Amen. I sent the scriptures already so that we can all be familiar with the things that we want to talk about today because it's very, very vital. And some of these things, if we don't send in ahead of time, it may be a bit of a challenge. I prefer to tell others about these things, but no, I want the Bible to speak for himself. The Bible speaks for itself. So if you release any word from the word of God, it has to be backed. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to start today by us quoting the scriptures on John 10, 10. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, it said that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said that I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. This is the statement of our Lord Jesus Christ, helping us to understand what the things of Satan's agenda is, that his aim is to come as a thief, to come and steal, to come and kill, and then destroy. Hallelujah. So every activity falls within these three categories, that he came there to come and steal, he came there to kill, he came there to destroy. So you have grace in prayer. He'll find a way to steal it, he kills it and destroys it. If you have desire to love people and to love God, he tries to find ways and means to steal it, to kill it, and to destroy it. So people of God, some of the things that Jesus Christ wants us to realize is that we don't have to give him room 
for him to operate. Hallelujah. So he said in, in verse 11 that he said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. And I was telling earlier on that there is no shepherd, there is no religion on earth here, none, zero, apart from Christianity, that the leaders, the leaders of Christian, or, or, or the leaders of this religion or these uh, uh, organizations have ever given their lives to their followers, except Jesus Christ. And John 10, 11 proves it. He said, I am a good shepherd because I give my life to my sheep. I don't know who else have, have ever have been able to do that because everybody is scared of death. Hallelujah. Amen. So point number one, the oppressions of Satan. Point number one, the first area that he does, the Bible says that he is the deceiver of all men. The deceiver of all men. His agenda, his main agenda is deception. We have dealt with the spirit of deception quite a few uh, weeks ago, about five weeks ago, six weeks ago. And 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 11, verse 14 speaks about that. The deceiver, he comes there to come and deceive people. He says that he is the deceiver of all men. He finds ways and means to bring false information to your sight. By the time you realize and knows the truth, by the time you realize to observe and understand the truth that, oh yes, if I come to Emmanuel Christian Assembly, uh, this is a good platform to know message. He said, no, no, don't go there. They'll be praying too long. Yeah, these people, uh, the man of God will be speaking and be quoting scripture, too many scriptures. There's no motivational speech over there and stuff like that. They will he will give you things for you to deny yourself from something that will benefit your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the major things that the Bible speaks about, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, is that he is the deceiver of all men. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, also speaks about the same thing. Hallelujah. So you have the scriptures, please write them down. It's a lot of scriptures. Amen. He exercises power of death. Until Jesus, uh, I will take it again. He exercised in past. He exercised the power of death until Jesus Christ came and conquered death and hell and, and the grave also. According to Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was the one that died and rose again. And in Revelation chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, he says that he gave, he took the power of the death and, and hell and, and gave it back to us as sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. So whatever Satan used to do to kill people, to make people's life uh, unwelcomeable or to make life difficult so that you cannot benefit from any opportunity is to make life harder. He makes life harder for you. So what he does is that he finds ways and means to kill people. He brings death. Hallelujah. He brings death. In the, in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says that he was there to give people death. He came there to kill. He, he brought Adam death. He gave them. He made a statement. He said that it's not true that God said that if you eat this, you will die. But rather, your eyes will be open. 
Hallelujah. But God told them about the spiritual death. Hallelujah. It wasn't a physical death. So death over there was to kill them from the connection and the relationship that God had created with Adam and Eve. So Satan came there with the deceptive things to be able to bring that thing into their life and kill Adam and Eve from the opportunity that they had with the relationship of God uh, in the Garden of Eden. So the Bible speaks about in Hebrews chapter uh, 2, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Did, did you write something down? Did you write something down? Number three, he is the leader of all sinners and backsliders of the human race. He is the leader of all sinners and backsliders of the human race. So anywhere you find and you see that People are backsliding. They don't want to talk about God. They don't want to get involved with church. And there are all kinds of things going on. Listen, don't fight the people. You remember that the enemy is causing them to fight, to move back, to backslide, to return, to, re to remove their, their confidence in God. They will give every excuse. I'm telling you, when the enemy tries to win people and they are backsliding, they can give Every excuse. I've had people giving excuse of their burnt toast. The toast that they were toasting in the toaster, they burnt, it got burnt, and because of that, they won't go to church. I'm telling you, others will give every excuse. Oh, I can't sleep. Uh, I, I only sleep very late, but that is why I can't wake up early to be able to connect. So if you feel that you want to join the church or well, the service, it's only one hour service that we have. So if you want to join, why don't you uh, just sleep a little bit early or maybe one hour early because you, I know that tomorrow I'm connecting. So I want to sleep early so that I can connect. You know, you see, so there is always an excuse, anything possible to make it look like it's a fact, it's necessary. So you can't come there. The enemy brings that. So the enemy, he is the leader of all sinners and backsliders of the human race. According to 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, and 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 15, and all spirit rebels, every spirit rebel, every rebellious spirit, he is the leader of them. Satan is the leader of all of them. The Bible says so. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 34, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 18, speaks about the rebellious spirits, that Satan being the leader of all of them. So in the areas of operations of Satan, you remember that those who are backsliding, those who are deceivers, those who are uh, who are dying and all that, the uh, sinners and everyone that practices all these things, Satan, he is the leader of them. He tries to find ways and means to bring people into that kind of category and under that kind of suggestion. Amen. Number four, he causes all sicknesses, diseases, physical and mental maladies in the human race. So if you see a madman on the street, listen, listen, 99.9%, the Bible says that the enemy is involved. 99.9%, the scripture says that Satan is what? Is involved. So if you see these things, do not go fight people, please. Begin to go on your knees in prayer. Stretch your hands towards the situation. The Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to change the order. 
I want to change the order. Whatever it is that the enemy has invested in this place, in this personality, in this humanity, in this environment, this sickness, these diseases, ah, I mean, blood-borne diseases, all of them. The Bible says, one of my, 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 one of my spiritual fathers I keep talking about, he was, he's been one of, I mean, he's a man of healing. He was praying for people. And literally, diabetes was a demonic power that was behind that thing. After casting that spirit out, the person got the healing. And I was shocked. I said, wow, this is a blood-borne disease, HIV AIDS, all of those things. I mean, and he made a statement, and it keeps resonating in my heart, that there is no sickness and there is no disease that Jesus Christ cannot do or cannot heal. There's nothing. He says that whatever Satan has been able to do, Jesus is able to undo it because he was created by, Satan, by Jesus Christ. Satan was created. He wasn't birthed like you and I were birthed. You know, one of the privileges of a human being is that we were born. So you have a combination of your mom and your dad being together and producing you and I. So we are bona fide people, birth of God. It's, it's not like Adam that was created by God. No, but we were birth. We, so, so we carry that power and that DNA that is unique in every sphere of the things of the spirit and also physical. But with Satan, the Bible says, according to, uh, we will talk about that, the, uh, the origin of Satan. We'll talk about it. The Bible says that he was created was formed with different kinds of stones and different kinds of light together that God used to form him, to make him. So Satan was a created being, but we were born. Hallelujah. So that's the difference between God, between us and, 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 and Satan. So the, he causes all sicknesses. He causes all diseases, physical and mental maladies in the human race. Remember, Satan is behind. Hallelujah. I told you about my, or, uh, my one of the members of my family who, who went to um, a, a shrine to seek for powers to hurt my life. And then I didn't know. And I felt that something wasn't right. And my life, my life about seven years ago, and I was all over the place and I didn't know what to do. So I began to pray, pray. And I began to go on my knees. Whilst I was praying, I was reversing arrows, weapons, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, it began to backfire on direct to the person that was doing that thing. Similar thing also has happened to my mom before. He called me and said to me, that I shared this testimony here, that my mom was sick, seriously sick in Kolebu. And uh, she, she, she is a very strong woman, uh, very careful of herself and all that. But she got, she, I mean, all of a sudden, from nowhere, she just got sick. And I went on my knees in prayer. And uh, my sisters called me from Accra. And uh, they gave her even the best hospital. They took her from Kolebu to Ridge Hospital because some of the top doctors there were connected to my brother-in-law. So they, they were taking care of, of her. But they realized that the thing was not physical because the doctors could not see anything. They used all the scans that they could but they couldn't find her. But until I went on my knees in prayer, I said, Lord, wherever this was coming from, 
and reverse it back to sender. And all of a sudden, uh, the plan to kill her, now the weapon began to reverse back to where it was coming from. And the people they meant for my mom, I desired and I prayed that let it happen to those who made it possible. And then now the, the, the shrine master or the juju man could not contain the weapons of his own descent because he was going to kill him. So now the person who came, went there to seek for that power, the person was the one that the juju man had to divert the thing to the, the, the woman. And now the woman couldn't keep the whole secret. She was going to die. And so she had to quickly, the juju man advised him to go and get some elders, go and ask for apologies. And the woman will, help, will, will, will forgive you. And then that may, may save the situation. And indeed, they did that. They did that, you know. They didn't, the family didn't tell me, my mama and my sisters they didn't tell me. They held that from me until when I went to Ghana and I was asking them about a lot of things. And then they started opening up, telling me all these stories. I said, wow. So the prayers that I prayed, the Lord used that to save my mother. Hallelujah. So please, every single prayer you are praying on this platform, I want you to remember that it is making a great headway in the spirit. Amen. So don't give up on your prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 13, verse 16, and Acts chapter 10, verse 38, you can find these scriptures there that Satan is the cause of all these diseases and infirmities, physical and mental sicknesses and everything that goes on. Hallelujah. Number five, he takes advantage of all adversities. I want to tell you this, that every challenge that anyone goes through, Satan will find any means necessary to come and take undue advantage. Be careful that in a moment of your down, like Job, for example, Job, whilst he was down, that was the moment that the enemy tried to do anything to take advantage of that. But God was there to help him out. So in the moment of your weakness, when you find yourself that there is a, an adversity going on around your life, please don't be quick to allow the enemy or judge things. Just be on your knees in prayer. Say, Father, let your salvation speak for me. Hallelujah. Let your salvation speak for me. In the moment that you've taken any ailment, any trouble in your body, any part of your body, we will talk about possession, so the possession of the enemy. The enemy can possess parts of people, their teeth, their ears, according to the deliverance that I've seen before. You know, the enemy can possess every person, the hair of the women, they use the hair, they use everything. I mean, their mouth, their lips, the tongue. They use the eyes of some. They use the nose. They sometimes the private part. It's amazing what Satan. If we give him the room, if he give we give him the room, he will occupy every small chance inch that you give to him. So please be careful. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that he takes advantage. He he he. That is his nature. He's he's an advantage taker. Hallelujah. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ over your life and over the things concerning your life that let not the enemy take undue advantage over any adversity that you are seeing or you are being through in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In your loneliness, in your singleness, in your moments, in your struggles, in marriage, in business ideas, in your physical health, I prophesy over your life that may the enemy never take advantage of that to hurt your life. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the Bible says that Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 11, and also First Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 20, and chapter 5, verse 11 to 15, the scripture speaks about this demonic uh, adversary who takes undue advantage of men 
to further their rebellion and to hold them captive. So the idea is to hold you captive so that you don't get yourself free. So those areas that oppressions going, going on in the lives of people, remember, Satan can be in there to cause trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. Point number six. The Bible says that he tempts men. He is the tempter. Hallelujah. God does not tempt us, but Satan is the one that tempts. So he tries to find any opportunity to tempt the children of God. So the moment you find yourself that there's temptation coming your way, remember, <laughs> Satan is behind the whole operation. He is behind the whole operation. So every area of temptation in life, remember there is, there is something behind the scene. So you'll be aware and then you take notice. You say, mm, I will not give in for the devil to take advantage of this. I will stand against it now by the power of Jesus' name. And then let's see what God will do by his grace, by his grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By his grace. Amen. Number, three, number seven. Amen. The Bible says that he provokes men to sin. Actually, let me give a scripture for the temptation number six. Mark chapter one, verse 13, and first Corinthians chapter seven, verse five. Yeah, he's a tempter. He tempts men. Number seven, he provokes to sin. He provokes to sin. So he can send provocative issues, situations over your life, on your phone, statements that will provoke you to react. By the time you realize you have reacted and then it has brought you a gap in your life and then he wedges in, he takes advantage. So you see the operations of the enemy. Now he provokes you. You got upset. And because there is anger, you lose control over your spiritual equilibrium. And then the moment you have lost control over your spiritual equilibrium, he gains advantage. Mm, there's a gap now in my sister's life. Then he wedges in with something else, with sickness, maybe with some kind of a disease and some kind of ailment. And then you are there, you are struggling. By the time you finish with the anger, and, and anger is gone, already there's something already in there. I was sharing with an example that you open your door. In, in, in any part of the world. Uh, after a moment, if house fly does not enter in, mosquitoes will do. When mosquito comes in, a little bit while you see yourself getting some kind of bees, also walking in, rats and, and mice will also come in. Yeah, by the time you realize if you are in an area where there are snakes and stuff like that, they come start coming in. Dogs, you see them entering, cats, and then stay come. So, and the door is still open. You see more coming. That's what the Bible says that the enemy tries to bring more. You know, he says when you cast one out and you don't keep the place occupied with the things of the spirit of God, then he will go out there. He sees that the body is already clean and nice and beautiful. He goes out there, finds seven more spirit, more wicked than he himself, and then brings them in there. Hallelujah. So we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. And that's why I was encouraging by the grace of God that if you realize that you made an error anywhere, straight away. Uh, make amends, make amends, ask for forgiveness, uh, deal with a person well, you know, you don't have space. I kept, I kept on telling people that I don't have time for anger. I don't. I don't have time for argument. I don't. I don't have time to, to go in. I don't have the time because, you know, the more you get into that place, if you don't take care, if you don't control yourself well, then opportunities comes in that the enemy takes advantage of, and then he can hurt me more. And I don't, I'm not now going to be wasting time, be shouting and be praying and be screaming and all that, in the name of Jesus, come on, 
Come on. No, no, no. I would rather use that to worship. I was walking through the market yesterday. It was a market that I used to be in there to go uh, do deliveries over there. And then I went to deliver to a customer uh, who lives behind the market. In Dawson, those of you who know Dawson Market. And I said, oh, wow, it's been a, a while, almost like uh, 10 years now, uh, or seven years plus, I've not been here. So I was in there. But all of a sudden, inside of me, after I left the woman, uh, inside of me, there was there was prayer going on. There was prayer going on. I felt that prayer was going on. I began to pray in the spirit. I wanted to buy some few things for the house because that place, you can get anything from Ghana. Anything you want to get from Ghana, you can get it in Dawson Market. So the Ghanaian stuff that we love to have here, you guys have got it in Ghana, so you don't you don't even bother. But we 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 we, we care. <laughs> so as I was in there, I felt the need to pray, and I was praying, and I was just worshiping God. I said, and I was in the mood of uh, uh, glorifying Jesus, glorifying Him, honoring Him, and I had to go to the cash point, took a cash, came back to the market, and I was praying. All of a sudden, a man was chasing another with hammer because I think the person picked up somebody something from his stall. So, and there's these table stalls all over. It's a, it's a huge, long Ridley Road. Those of you knows that place. And the man was chasing the person with hammer. And then when he was about to hit the person, I was just next to the person he was about to hit. And I didn't know because my back was there. When I turned around, I saw it and people started shouting. Hey, hey. So I was also turning to see where the shout was. was. It was just behind me that the man was coming towards. And I, it was only the mercy of God that this man didn't plunge the hammer into the head of this one because he caught up with him. It was just right behind me. Hallelujah. So people, things can happen. Things can happen, but God, his mercy, I don't know whether it was the prayer that the Lord used to save me, but I was just praying, and I never even thought about it a second time, but the man returned, and and, and he left uh, the man alone, and then I was standing there, oh, wow. This guy has been saved. I don't know how he got saved, but maybe the screaming and shout of the people. People of God, the environment that we are in, anywhere, anywhere that we are, remember that there are satanic activities and operations going on. Remember this. Keep that in your mind. There is something going on which is not good. It is natural. It, it, it is part of our life. But every child of God, we are the light of this world. The Bible says, so everywhere you are passing, because you are the light, the light permeates through there. And the darkness, the Bible says, will not be able to comprehend that light. And so the darkness will give way for your light to pass through. Hallelujah. So we've got to be observant in these things to know that Satan is at work. Hallelujah. His operations is everywhere in Jesus' name. So be careful with what you are you're looking about. Amen. Number eight, he causes offense. He causes, according to Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, he causes offense. He causes offense. Satan is the causer of offense. According to Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 23. Number nine, he transformed himself into an angel of light. So sometimes you look at stuff, it looks so too good to be true. You see things and it looks like, oh, this is right. Be careful. The Bible says that he can transform himself into an angel of light. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Verse 14, Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. The scripture also says that he can put uh, uh, the, the wool of a sheep over himself, and he himself is, is a wolf. 
and cover himself as though he was a sheep. No, he, underneath him is dangerous. He can bite, he can cause harm, he can cause trouble, he can kill. Hallelujah. So we've got to be careful. We have to be observant. We have to be vigilant. We have to know some of the oppressions that's going on. So the moment you see that there is an offense coming, somebody deliberately trying to create an offensive situation for you to find it in, uh, hard in your heart to do uh, things. Remember, Satan is there. The enemy is there. The work of death, the devil is there. He has created an atmosphere to cause offense. Yes. Yes. So be careful. The moment you see that, you realize that hmm, this one, yeah, the, the, the devil is behind the whole operation. I will not hold offense against this one. And then you smile and walk away. You smile and walk away. Hallelujah. You smile and walk away because you know what's happening. You know who is behind what is happening. You know it. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and, and number 10. Number 10. Mashadu Kretosa. He resists others. According to Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says that he resists others. He finds ways and means to resist others. There is a strategy that the enemy uses. He causes men not to be able to get to where they want to get to. So he stands your way. Hallelujah. The Bible says that uh, the high priest Joshua was standing behind a pulpit. And because of the filthy garments, I said earlier, that anytime there's an error over your life, he uses that as a means to be able to resist or to wedge into your life to cause harm, to cause trouble. And here, the high priest in Zechariah chapter 3, the high priest Joshua was standing behind the altar of God with a filthy garment over his life. And because of the filthy garment, he stood at his right hand, the right hand of the high priest, and resisted him from operating. Hallelujah. So the enemy can resist you because he's gained mastery, he's gained opportunity, he's gained advantage in your life. Hallelujah. So be careful. He resists others. And these are the things that I want to share with you today by the grace of God, that everywhere you are and anything that you are doing, remember that the oppressions of the enemy are in this environment. The moment you see them, so one, he is the deceiver of all, of all men. Number two, he exercises power of death. And number three, he is the leader of all sinners and backsliders. And number four, he causes all sickness, diseases, and physical ailment and mental issues. Number six, he takes advantage of all adversities of men to further his rebellion activity. Uh, no, 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 number, number six, he tempts, he's the tempter. He tempts all men. Number, number, number seven, he provokes to sin. He provokes men to sin. Number eight, he causes offense. Offense. The Bible says so that offense will come, but be careful. Woe unto him. Woe. The scripture used the word woe. When the Bible uses the word woe, it's dangerous than even somebody pronouncing a curse on you. Hallelujah. He says that be very, very careful. Hallelujah. It's a dangerous thing. Number nine, he transformed himself into an angel of light. Anything that looks too good to be true, be careful. For example, if you are getting Christian message, that sounds as if that God can do, God can do all things so that you don't have to trouble about anything. Remember that it's too good to be true. We children of God, sometimes we have to endure some kind of hardship. The Bible says that the soldier of the cross endure hardship. 
So sometimes some challenges and difficulties that you can go through, some struggles of business, sometimes your business will not be taking a good turn and you are struggling and you don't know what to do and you've been praying and things are not happening. Yes, keep on praying, keep on trusting God. Remember, the Bible says we've got to endure all kinds of hardship for all those things too shall come to pass. It shall come, it shall not persist for long. Hallelujah. Amen. God will give you victory over them by, the, by his grace. But we've got to realize that there is also a place of that challenge. There's also a place of that situation. You can go through some kind of storms, but Jesus shall be with you. You can go through fire. He shall be with you. Some 23 devil will help us to understand that, hey, I may be going through all kinds of shadows of death, but his staff and his rock will comfort me. So the place, if there there's no sorrow, there's no need for comfort. Hallelujah. If there is no sickness, there's no need for God to bring healing. Hallelujah. If there is no offense, there is no place for you to be able to stand into us to give, give forgiveness or offer forgiveness. So people of God, anytime we find some of these challenges in any area we find ourselves, remember that Satan is in operation in that environment. So you child of God, you will be careful and be observant to know what to do at that time in Jesus' mighty name. So this is the message, this is part one of the operations of the satanic world, the operations of satanic world, the things that Satan do or the environment that he works out in so that he will begin to find ways and means to make life difficult for children of God. If you find these things, uh, these 10 points, remember Satan is in there and you will begin to uh, fire him out with, with your prayer, uh, with your words. He declared that, listen, you, you are not welcome here. Amen. I, I spoke something a few, few, few hours ago about some stuff. And I said, Satan, you are not allowed here. You are not welcome in here. And I don't want you in here. So get out. It is that simple. And all of a sudden, everything changed. Hallelujah. And I want us to begin to have that mentality that you are a child of God. Amen. I, I cannot stress that enough that I am a child of God. That's why I gave you those affirmations, that I am a child of God. I'm the seed of Abraham. There is a covenant over my life. There is a covenant over your life. The blood of Jesus Christ is for you and for your defense. You know, you, you, stand, you stand undefeated. That is part of your, your life. It's a normal thing. No weapon formed against you stands. It's a standard. It's a standard thing for every child of God. That means I don't fail. I don't lose anything. I keep telling people, they don't understand. But that's my principle, that I don't lose anything. I don't lose anyone. If you don't want to stay with me, we thank God. If you want to stay here, I'm grateful to God. You know, because I don't lose anything. Jesus Christ knows those who must be blessed. And he will bring them to come, connect with here for them to be blessed. So if they don't want to come, don't force them. Don't, don't whip them too much. For Jesus knows those that must be with us, for us to grow, for us to advance. And for example, with you knowing this kind of stuff, the next time you meet them out there, you know what to do. You will just smile. At first, you would have gone around and said, I'll give it to her. Yeah, I'll give it to him. I know what to do. I'll bless him. I'll do. No, 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 forget. You, you, you keep it. Keep going. Hallelujah. Let's see what God will do. And that is the maturity 
in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you understand your position as a child of God, you understand your standing and your grounds, and you don't give room to the enemy, you don't lose grounds, and you continue to persist and to defend your grounds with the word of God, with the confidence that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan will flee from you according to the book of James. Satan will run. He will run. Today, I pray that may he give us grace. May he give us strength. May he give us all that it takes for us to stand and face the enemy and drive them out of our test, out of our environment, out of our zone of acceptance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank him. We honor him. I pray that may this word continue to reign in your life, in your heart. And anyone that will hear this, even long after it has been uh, posted on the platforms, uh, on all the social media, may the grace and the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ touch lives to hear, to connect with it. And whenever they hear, may they be able to work with it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. Oh, Amen. Amen.